Hey, thank you for joining my channel today. And we have amazing people from Green Dinner Table. We had a vegan day yesterday. So that's why we thought, why not to, uh, you know, talk to somebody who can actually discuss about veganism or vegetarianism and also see what they are doing differently in their business. So today we have Tom and Chris from Green Dinner Table. Hi, Tom. Hi, Chris. How are you today? Hey, good. How are you? Good, yeah, good. Okay. <laughs> uh, very nice to meet you. And thank you again for your time today to come and discuss about your business because at the, uh, I'm very passionate about business and I love talking about business. And whenever somebody tells me, oh, we can't do this, we can't do that, I am trying to create those examples. And one of you are the example as well. So first of all, let us start with Chris and Tom. Who is Chris? Who is Tom? Uh, I'm Tom. I'm a, um, I've been a chef for since I was about 18, so a good 15 years or so. I uh, worked overseas for a while, um, been cooking in Canada and the UK and Australia. And mm -hmm. then we've been back in Christchurch for about six years and we've been running Green Dinner Table for about five years. Wow. And what about Chris? Uh, so, yeah, I'm an electrician by trade. Uh, my father was an electrician, so I followed in his footsteps. Um, so I did that for about 10 years and then uh, transitioned into the fitness industry with my wife. Uh, we own a um, Anytime Fitness franchise here in Christchurch. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, uh, a couple of years ago, we, we saw an opportunity to jump in here with Tom and um, get involved in the business. And we're, I've been vegan for nine years now, so just it's, it seemed like a perfect opportunity to to jump in and, and get involved in something more that I believe in as well as as well as the fitness industry that's so true uh, I'm also vegetarian just for your information um, sure. I have been vegetarian from last 19 20 years maybe I would say uh, wow. but it's it's a good thing you know you guys have grown up in an environment where chicken in and bacon all of these things are so important how did you end up becoming vegetarian um, for me, I've, as I said, I've been cooking for ages and just I saw the change coming and how every meal was built around meat and, you know, just the industrialization of farming and it was all just kind of off-putting. And then um, my wife's been vegetarian for years and then she went vegan and, yeah, just kind of everything fell into place and I thought I don't need to add to this animal suffering. Yeah. And what about Chris? You... Yeah, so for me, it was probably, it was more along the lines of the, the, the health aspect. I, mm -hmm. um, I watched a couple of documentaries, which sort of were, were obviously right into the, the vegan sort of movement. It was pretty early days, about nine, 10 years ago. Um, and yeah, just sort of aligned the, the health benefits of it. Uh, particularly at the time, what I was, what I was actually going through, I was actually had quite, quite bad skin and I had, um, Quite, quite bad acne when I was a teenager and oh. constantly trying to fix it. I've tried lots of things to, to sort of remedy it, um, ointments and creams and stuff and nothing, nothing ever worked, but they all seemed like quick fixes. And I sort of stumbled upon the veganism as being like a really long-term solution to some of my own little health, health things that I was going through. So I just, um, just one night just decided to, to drop it and um, yeah, have a look back ever since. 
Oh wow! Do you guys miss your bacon and uh, bacon and eggs? Because that's very famous, like a famous dish in New Zealand. Kiwis love it, specifically men. Definitely not bacon. Bacon is just like a process of adding sweetness and salt and smoke. So you can pretty much turn anything into bacon-flavored something. Eggs, eggs, I do miss a little bit. I have to admit, but no, definitely not bacon. So. So you uh, guys, have, you are a chef and then you're an electrician. How come green dinner table came into being? This is like a weird kind of combination. I know you are a chef, you can do it. You're an electrician. It's like not getting there. How did that happen? And how do you guys know each other? So like, you know, it doesn't happen in one day. Yeah, Chris. Um, so I actually started the business with a friend of mine about five years ago. And mm-hmm. we... Um, Oh, his father had quadruple bypass surgery mm-hmm. um, and had a lot of health issues. And he really wanted to start eating plant-based, starting mm-hmm. vegan. But they just had no way of knowing how to do it. They were just really confused. They were like, you know, what are we going to eat if we don't have a steak? What are we going to eat? Um, and me and um, Cole, my old business partner, was just kind of brainstorming about ideas. And we, um, my aunt had just bought this old abandoned hotel in Littleton. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to do something with food and maybe something in the hotel. And um, yeah, we just kind of stumbled upon this idea of maybe more people wanted to eat vegan and they didn't know how to go about it. And yeah, just kind of went from there. And then um, Chris um, bought into the business about two and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, so that's been great. So it's had a whole nother kind of reinvention and we've grown a lot since Chris has been on board so yeah it's been great yeah definitely and Chris how did you end up uh, getting into the business like what was your reason behind it so basically I sort of I get kind of bored easily and so <laughs> um, we, uh, my wife and I brought into uh, well we started a franchise and in, um, in Christchurch here the Anytime Fitness and um, we sort of built it up and, and uh, we worked in there a lot. We got it all running. We had a couple of kids along the way. And then uh, we sort of got to a point where we sort of wanted to do other things. And so we, we set it up to be manage, managing it by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously that was cool and it felt felt good to get the business efficient and running running on its own, like mm-hmm. you know, predominantly reasonably passive for a business, which was cool. Um, but then obviously I just got really bored and I was just... I was looking for another business opportunity and um, it just just turned up basically. I just saw um, Green Dinner Table, saw that it was an opportunity. You guys were customers, they were customers beforehand. Yeah, we'd we'd been on and off a couple of times anyway. My wife actually, um, my wife found Green Dinner Table Mm -hmm. and said, oh, this is, um, you know, that that guy at the gym, Tom, because Tom was coming into the gym when we first opened. Yeah. Um, But both our businesses at the time, um, Green Dinner Table and Anytime Fitness Pyramid, they had started pretty much at the same time. Mm. Uh, it was quite cool. And just, so yeah, we we, um, we just got in touch with Tom and yeah, the rest oh, is history. Wow. wow, that's amazing. Like uh, starting a dream project, but it you guys became to, came together like after two and a half years, but obviously know about the in and outs of the business. So, uh, are you having any trouble, you know, expanding your business? Because at the end of the day, we don't really have too many vegans, but do we? I don't know. You will know better. Most of our customers aren't vegan. Um, uh-huh. Most people just want to 
try some different things, learn some new techniques, cut down their meat consumption. Um, yeah, most people don't want to go vegan. I would say we're probably 60% non-vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, but those people here yeah, just want to try different things and cut down their impact on the planet. Well, that, I think everyone everyone knows, you know, you, you want to eat more eat more plants, you know. Sort of, we've known it for a long time, like you know, eat more veggies. Everyone's always saying it, eat more veggies. Uh, well, you know, it just makes it makes it a lot easier for people. Yeah, you don't really talk to a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, this year I really want to up my meat consumption. Like most yeah. people are trying to cut down. That's true. And so, how do you, uh, you know, uh, do the marketing of the business and like what what is the speciality about Green Dinner Table? Yeah, we've got a lot of big competition. Um, it's obviously my food bag who do a plant-based box. You know, they've just gone public. So they're, uh, what are they valued? Half a billion, I think, 450 million. Yeah. And then um, there's HelloFresh, you know, a massive German multinational. Mm-hmm. So there is some big players for competition. Uh, so I think the thing that, one thing that stands out from us is that we are entirely vegan business. Um, and the other thing is we make a lot more things ourselves. We don't just buy in sauces and put them in bottles. We make our own kimchi and make all our own spice mixes. So it's, and we're also very, very seasonal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's probably the main ones. So who, who prepares the... Uh all the dishes like you know uh, this will be on the menu this thing won't be at the menu is this you who decides it or what yeah this is me yeah i um i plan out the menus maybe six to eight weeks in advance mm-hmm. and then um there's a lot of chopping and changing and seeing you know seeing when things are coming in to season like right now we have a lot of asparagus dishes because asparagus is probably the first truly seasonal new zealand vegetable Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of pump that. So we'll probably have one every two weeks in asparagus dish. But those dishes will only be on the menu once a year. And then they'll be gone. Um, so, yeah, so I've tested. A, we have about 270 recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those we don't use again. But a lot of those favorite ones that people just love. We've had customers who have had 200 and plus boxes with us. Um, so, yeah, we keep, we keep it really varied. And uh, uh, another question is, do you, uh, like when you're uh, doing test and trial with the dishes, are you inviting all the staff to come and have the food as well? Yeah, definitely. They're definitely hanging around. Someone <laughs> just came up and put, um, put a plate of the trial dish on my on my desk about half an hour ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. We missed it. Otherwise, we would have had a look how it looks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was too good. I couldn't pass up on it. Yeah, we, I'll send you a photo. We're, we're trialing our Christmas menu. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we're just working on our tofu glazed ham. I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm going to call it yet, but it's essentially tofu treated like a ham. Oh, um, wow. And then a lot of the problem is some of our dishes we can't actually photograph for our Christmas menu just because the produce isn't available yet. Mm-hmm. Like there's no peaches around. There's no, oh, no fresh peas around. So we're kind of, but it kind of makes it more authentic that, sorry, we can't show you a photo of what it looks like because we can't get a hold of it. Yeah. So how do you man, uh, are you get, did you get affected during COVID or what? Because last year COVID and this year COVID both are different. Yeah. Last year was good for business really. Yeah. Uh, Cause everyone was a little bit kind of 
panicky, you know, rushing to the supermarket, ordering online. So we definitely jumped up in sales um, last lockdown. Mm-hmm. This lockdown, a little bit up, but it's pretty much everyone kind of knows what to expect. So it wasn't yeah. a massive difference. In terms of supply, we didn't have massive, massive issues with supply. No. Maybe the odd thing here and there, but no, overall, everything ran pretty smoothly. Yeah, because I heard that uh, a lot of things can't be, uh, is, is not coming from Auckland. So you, uh, a lot of people are uh, struggling through supplies. No, it seems, no, not really. Everything seems fine. There's a few international delays on shipping mm-hmm. containers. But because we write, because the menus are all online, we can kind of sub things out and just use what we have available. So right. That's a, that's a big benefit of not printing our recipe cards. That we okay. can kind of tw- tweak the recipes right up to the day people are eating them. Okay. So that's a good idea. Otherwise, it's so hard not able to have those ingredients sometimes absolutely and just things around price like so we get quotes for all our vegetables and stuff and we just um i just got the quote back a few hours ago and all of a sudden courgettes are about five times the price they were last week so mm. so we'll just sub that out for some pak choy or another green vegetable oh no so how do you lovely. manage that uh, sudden increase in prices with the uh, elements because it's so hard because I know uh, when I went to supermarket, I saw the tomatoes were $14 a kilo and it's a very important ingredient for my recipes that I cook. Tomato is very important. So how do you manage those kind of fluctuations in your business? Because we do it seasonally, we try Uh to avoid that. I mean, inevitably there's a few weeks in September when we maybe get stung with tomatoes being a lot, but we're just not using tomatoes during winter. I mean, I kind of think of it like people say eating the rainbow and we do eat the rainbow, but I kind of think of it more as eating the rainbow over the year. Mm-hmm. So in summer, you're going to be eating a lot of red things. You're going to be a lot of eating a lot of tomatoes, a lot of peppers, a lot of strawberries, a lot of berries. And then you're going to be eating more dark green things as you move into winter. And then, so it's kind of, yeah, it's just about eating, eating the rainbow seasonally. So do you have any kind of Indian recipes as well in the food? Definitely. Have oh. heaps of Indian recipes, yeah. Yeah, I because we uh, we have a big uh, population of, uh, I think, vegetarians in India. Heaps. Yeah, my, my kids love Indian food as well. My kids are like, when I say, what do you want for dinner? Chips. And I say, well, no, you're not having chips. The next thing they say is rice and dal. I say, okay, we can have rice and dal. Oh, yeah. my <laughs> God. That's my favorite too, rice and dal. <laughs> Yeah, anytime. Yeah, we love that. Yeah. So what kind of marketing strategies and business strategies you have been using, which is actually helping your business? Google's big one at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, Google. we do Google ads, Facebook ads. Um, I mean, those are the ones we kind of have running constantly. And then what have we done this year? We've done radio ads, we've done billboards. Uh, we've done some print yeah. media expos. Expos are really good. We kind of count price. those as marketing. Yeah, first and it's quite good to be able to get in front of people and yeah. give them, you know, give them a good example of what we actually do for our boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, so so that's really helpful. Yeah, definitely. And do you guys do some social media as well? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, lots of. 
lots of Facebook and yeah, Instagram. We only do Facebook and Instagram. Haven't haven't done TikTok. No, we've, we've, no but we've used some influencers as well, mm-hmm. which is That's quite good. good actually. That's quite good. People people tend to like to say where they where they heard about the box. Yeah, you know, through influencers, which is yep. cool. Yeah. That's good. That's very important at the end of the day. Influencers are uh, good, but then at the same time, they are not selling the right thing as well. I, I believe in that. So, so kind of influencers that fit in with our brand. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so uh, how many staff do you have at the moment? Uh, we have one, two, three. How many staff do we have? Five. Five staff. Okay. So how do you so how do you manage the workload? Who's working more? Who's working less? And in between you guys, uh, we're kind of pretty set up now in our roles of what we do. Um, so we kind of everyone kind of knows what their role is. So it works quite well. We have a general manager, Beatrix, who's great, who kind of manages pretty much everything day to day operationally yeah and then i kind of me and another chef kind of prepare all the sauces then we have a few staff who do packing and deliveries and then chris kind of takes care of all the admin kind of stuff yeah Mm -hmm. accounting and budgeting and stuff like that oh my god that's a big job (laughs) i still can't understand numbers (laughs) (laughs) uh so uh, when you have differences you know you guys are two so obviously you guys have differences. So how do you resolve those issues? Because some people who are working in biz- as a business partner, how they manage to do that? It would be a good example to show. Well, we never got a shareholders agreement. No, no, that's still <laughs> but I think, I think communication is key. I think if there's ever anything unresolved, it'll probably end up not being that comfortable mm-hmm. the place to work, you know? Um, so I think at the end of the day, you need to, go for a walk, have a catch up, just get away from the office and just have a chat about where we're at and what we're doing. Um, yeah, are we, are we happy with what each other's doing, things like that? Mm. I think it's just the communication, I think is key. Yeah, that's important. Having the expectations. And I think because the business has been running for five years five now, years. I mean, especially over the last year since we've been in here, there's a certain amount of um, continuity Mm-hmm. Kind of similar things happen every week, you know. It's not like, yeah, there's not too many curveballs really, so it's quite nice. Now we always learn every day. I still, I still fight with my business partner because I have, I have been working with him from last two and a half years. I still, till date, fight with him. But when I am with somebody and they say, "Oh, he's talking like this and that," I'm like, "Excuse me, whatever differences I have with him, you don't have to tell me." I'll. <laughs> yeah. So resolve it. I'll bring it up with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. So this is important as well. I have a cleaning business. I run with my business partner. So oh, cool. yeah. yeah. Do you have uh, um do you have staff that you hire out? Yes, we have staff. We have around twenty-two to twenty-three staff at the moment. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, but this is my passion. I like talking about the business and then discussing how you're managing it, how you're doing these things. And this gives an example to other people how, you know, New Zealanders are doing things. You can't just say, oh, this is not possible because of this reason. This is not possible because of this reason. You're a big example showing that it is doing, you're doing it. So do we deliver all over New Zealand or not? 
Yeah, so we, we started very small. I think we did 12 boxes on our first week. And um, now we're shipping to yeah, Christchurch, Dunedin, Hamilton, uh, Wellington, Hamilton, Tauranga, and Auckland. Wow. Every week. Yeah. That's a lot of work to do. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't miss a thing in it. No, no, we've got a lot of systems in place now. A lot yeah. of check sheets, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of systems that go into work. They're now just kind of all run, but they're kind of being, they're, I mean, they're still getting tweaked and we've got yep. new staff on and a lot of training for that kind of thing. But, but yeah, it all runs so, pretty smoothly. So this is a food, right? So do you, do you ever had any problem? Like, you know, you send some stuff and it, uh, they didn't store it properly and you end up, uh, you know, missing out. You had to resend those boxes again because you had to recall them back. Something like that happened yeah, absolutely. ever? Yeah, definitely. Um, last, when was it? Probably two months ago. We had a whole lot of bean sprouts that we sent out. But oh. me and Chris both get boxes ourselves. So when my box arrived, I was unpacking it. And I was looking at the bean sprouts and they were pretty mushy. Oh. So we just kind of were like, this is not going to be good enough. So preemptively, we sent everyone an email just saying, listen, the beans, throw the bean sprouts out and here's a $10 credit. So we kind of got ahead of it rather than people emailing in or they go to cook the dish and the bean sprouts are rotten. Usable. Yeah. That's good. So you are making sure you're also doing the quality check at the same time. That's a very good idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And what else do you think is important when, uh, what happens during COVID, reason, uh, COVID season? How do you manage those times up and down with these sales? So we probably managed to be pretty consistent throughout the, the lockdowns. We mm -hmm. haven't, we didn't experience drops at all. Um, more, more slight increases. And the first lockdown, the additional growth probably put a strain on us. Mm -hmm. um, kind of worked out pretty good timing in the fact that um, my other business was, obviously we had to shut down fitness industry, you know, like a lot of businesses had to shut down. Um, so I had a couple of staff that were sort of sitting around not, not doing much. And um, I asked Tom, I was like, oh, we need some extra hands because we've got way more boxes than we normally have. So yeah. we hired our, my staff from the other business um, on temporary casual contracts to just come in and um, help us with the packing and getting the job done, doing some deliveries. We just, we, we were just overrun with orders. So. All hands on deck, yeah. And I had another friend who um, had a cafe, same thing, shut down. So he came and helped us. Wow, that was like a really good help, actually. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah, managed to get people as well, and uh, you were helping people sending the products, but at the same time, you had people who were not even working. Absolutely. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. That's why you know I love uh, New Zealand because we are just love to help each other, no matter yeah. what. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So and now, uh, as things are going, two eighty boxes or something or the other, any glitches happened ever? Like customer comes back to say, "Oh, this has happened." Why you did that? To, how do you manage to, uh, you know, take care of the clients who are getting angry for no reason sometimes? Just um, customers always right. Yeah, customers always right. Got to take them at their word, give them the benefit of the doubt, offer them 
uh, refunds. Um, apologize, obviously, first always if something's not in the best nick. Um, but yeah, apologize and offer them a refund and yeah, give them a, a free box at some point. Yeah, we have done that. Uh, sometimes the odd time with couriers, um, you know, couriers across, I guess, all industries, I guess there's a bit of a risk there. Mm -hmm. um, but we've had the odd odd box from time to time, not many actually, which is pretty good. But go missing, you know. Odd box going missing, just somehow completely disappear. Um, or one uh, like, you know, like fell off the top of a pallet, you know, so got a bit damaged. So obviously you can't send that to the customer. No. It's, um, yeah, it's communication then with your courier and, and then and then to the customer to apologize and refund them. And yeah, we try and go above and beyond with with issues like that because we feel like we would rather the customer know that we really are sorry and want to keep them as a customer. So, yeah. you know. So I think we have a quite, quite a good relationship with our courier companies. Um, like we've been using them for years. So they kind of, the expectations there that if anything goes wrong, you know, they'll call us straight away so we can, again, just kind of get ahead of the problem. The mm -hmm. same thing with our vegetable suppliers or, you know, if we've ordered tofu and it's got held up in Wellington or Auckland, you know, they give us enough heads up so we can try and fix the problem, even if mm -hmm. we have to drive around 30 supermarkets to try and buy tofu. Yep. Wow. Amazing. And uh, how are you managing during level two? And did you get any, uh, any kind of uh, disappointment when they, they announced that we had three cases of COVID cases in Christchurch? It was somewhat inevitable. I think it was probably going to yeah. happen sooner or later. It was probably always going to happen. It doesn't really affect us because we stay open as essential. If, if, it, if it was going to go into lockdown, it's a shame for everyone, I guess, um, in South Island or Christchurch. But um, we were prepared that it was just sort of everything just sort of keeps going for us. We just sort of have to um, carry on. Yeah, that's the thing. And yeah. uh, so lastly, I would like to know five takeaways from each of you. Like how the, there are some principles that we follow sometimes. So five takeaways from each of you. What kind of principles or you will say you're giving uh, feed uh, kind of things that you follow, which actually keeps you going, motivation, something. Now we'll just take into uh, number one is taste everything. When you're cooking, just taste everything. At all stages of cooking, um, uh, mine will probably be have a bit of ha ha have faith in, in what you're doing. If you've got an idea, sort of follow it through. Are you there, Hashmi? Yes, I'm still here. Oh, sorry, <laughs> you were frozen for a bit. Oh, my bad. Um, yeah, I think um, brainstorming is really important. There's it's kind of cliche, but it's no bad ideas. You just kind of have to put everything out there into the world. If you write it down, if you tell Chris or tell our manager, and at least then, you know, it's, you kind of passed on the idea or have a fleeting, and then it's out there and maybe we can come back to it or look at it again. Um, I think making your staff happy is very important. There's so much wasted time, money, energy going into staff training. Mm -hmm. that it's very important just to keep your staff happy and you know if they're happy they're going to do a good job and then just makes your life easier yeah 
Yeah, I think going on from that, I think it's including your staff actually in some of the decisions that you want to make. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily that you have to take on every single um, idea that your staff have, but I think bringing them to the table, it's a lot more ideas. Yep. So you only need one idea to to be good for you to, you know, make a success of that idea. So. True. Uh, what else have I liked doing? Um, I think having a, this is the first year I've had a year planner, which I've quite liked and been found quite handy. Um, so kind of we can look, all right, we've got to get the Christmas menu done now. You know, we've got these expos coming up, these festivals coming up. So it just gives us a lot of time to plan hmm. and just kind of, yeah, take the stress out of it. We kind of try as much as possible, take the stress out of everything you're doing. And a lot of that revolves around being prepared and planning. Your turn, Chris. Yeah. Um, <laughs> four or five? Yeah, uh, four. I think four are done. One more to go. I think Yours uh, is only three done. Fourth uh, one is going. I think uh, integrity, you know, sort of, um, I try, I try to um, have integrity with everything I do, like as much as I do the best possible job I can with everything that I do. And I think then other people see that and then they, you know, it helps show them, how, you know, what to do and, and how to be. That's sort mm -hmm. of setting a good example by doing the best that you can. Yep. I think love animals. That's why veganism. That's right. Love people. <laughs> yeah, that's the last one, I guess. Love animals. Always love animals. Yeah, friends, friends, not food. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, oh, no, I've got one more. Um, I think, yeah, just you have to enjoy what you're doing and you have to try and make it fun. And I mean, I can only imagine how horrible your job would be if you hated your job. I mean, I mean, it is important. It's important to have a business. It's important to you know support your family. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's just it's work, right? There's more important things in life. So you should try and find something you enjoy to do. True. Yeah, I'd say last one's probably along the same line. Along, along the same lines, sort of, you don't take life too seriously. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you so much, guys, for your time today. And uh, amazing to discuss about your business. And I know how well you guys are doing. And the way you're talking, I can tell how good communication between you guys have. And one more thing I need from you, one giveaway for my audience. Oh, yes. So we have one of our couple's boxes to give away. Yes. I mean, you have the details. What are we doing? Perfect. So one couple box. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you so much for your time, guys. And amazing uh, talking to you. I wish you all the best. And I will do as much as I can promoting your business and uh, forwarding this story to all the business groups so that I can share what everyone has a story. And I, we love talking about the story. Thanks a lot, Hashmin. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much. See you. Bye. Bye.